You're listening to the Haunt Girls Podcast. The show where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, haunts, horror, and everything in between. I'm Allie. I'm Nikki. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Be afraid. Be very afraid. I am going to eat your soul. Welcome back to the Honk Girls Podcast. As always, I'm Allie. And I'm Nikki. And we are back this week, episode four. We are just going to keep this train going, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> we um, for our main segment this week, we're going to be continuing our Ultimate Halloween Horror Nights event map series. Um, our last time we did this, we did the Sprung Tent 1 house location. Mm-hmm. And this week, you guys voted on Twitter for Sprung Tent two yeah uh, according to our polls on twitter you guys wanted us to do sprung tent two next so that's what we'll be doing if you're not following us yet make sure to follow our twitter at honk girls pod to keep up to date with all the polls we'll be posting yep so further down in the series you know we might be doing some tiebreakers on twitter we'll probably do some suggestions for what you want to hear in upcoming episodes so be sure to follow us keep an eye out for those tweets that way you can have some input too on some things we'll be talking about on our podcast Mm -hmm. and like ali said we will be doing the second part of our ultimate event map series but before we do that we just want to give a big thank you um, to all of our listeners. Everyone is essentially a new listener because we're very new, <laughs> very new to the podcast community, very new. Um, we've been in the haunt community for a little while now, but kind of in the shadows. We didn't really um, participate in any kind of meetups or anything like that. So um, just the support that we've gotten from so many of you this past week, um, listening to our episodes, like we were just so excited every day. We, you know, we check our listens, we check our Twitter, our Instagram almost all day every day yeah and yeah we're just so grateful just the fact that we started haunt girls this early this month yeah all the support and everything we've got and i honestly was not expecting to get so many listens our first few episodes i was honestly it just right. being for me and Allie to listen to each other of course and even the support that we got from other um podcasters a lot of you that we've have been listening to ourselves for a very long time so um, it's really awesome to be included in all of that and the support that we got so we just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you all and um we really look forward to to um, hopefully seeing some of you at the event this year. Mm-hmm. So, um, but before we go, another <laughs> thing into our main segment, um, I did some digging and I knew that these letters existed, but I, <laughs> I had to go find them and I was telling Nikki about them. But to uh, make a long story short, when I was in fourth grade, they had us create a book of letters that you would essentially put into a book and you could pick 10 people to write letters to and we actually mailed these letters to the people so you know most kids picked like their mom their dad their sister their grandparents um and out of my list of 10 people i could choose i chose not one not two but three separate directors of the chucky movies so just to show you how much i loved these movies when i was a kid And I'm going to read some of these letters to you because, honestly, Nikki and I were reading them and cracking up. (laughs) They are honestly hilarious. And the front of the book has a picture of little Allie from back in the day. Before my braces. (laughs) So, honestly, this is kind of funny. We might post this later. Let us know if you want to see the picture. But this book, the book is called Letters from a Fourth Grader. And this, my third letter is to... Tom Holland, which is the director of the very first Child's Play movie. Not Spider-Man. No. (laughs) Different Tom Holland. And uh, I'm going to read you the letter that I wrote to him. 
I said, and this was February 5th, 2008. So this was quite a while ago, okay? So I'm surprised I still have this. It says, Dear Tom Holland, I am a huge fan of your movies. I have almost seen all of them, all but one. I am hoping you will make another because once you get used to it and what happens, you don't get that scared. My dream is to get a role in one of your movies. I don't care which one, as long as I'm in. I also spelled witch, (laughs) W-I-T-C-H. The correct witch. (laughs) You don't have to put me in a movie, but if you did, I would like that. My name is Allie. If you can write back, that's fine. But if you can't, that's fine too. Sincerely, Allie. So Tom Holland, if you're listening. (laughs) If you got a letter from little... By the way, I did not get a letter back from any of these. Tom Holland! (laughs) So uh, my next letter was to John Lafia, I believe is how you pronounce it. And he was the director of Child's Play 2. So to John, I wrote, Dear John, I love your movies. I am such a big fan. I love scary movies. They don't scare me very often. I have seen most of your movies. (laughs) I'm going to skip a little bit because I'm talking about how I learned to play tennis. (laughs) I am nine years old in the fourth grade. Right now, I am at school typing you this letter. That is why it looks so neat. Right back. Sincerely, Allie. And then my very last one was to Jack Bender, which I believe was the director for the third Child's Play movie. And I said, Dear Jack, I am such a big fan of your movies. I have seen almost all of them. I like to play out your movies. (laughs) Like, after I see one, I tell my friends and we act it out. It is much more fun when you do it yourself. (laughs) I sometimes watch your movies in the day because I get too scared at night. And again, I'm going to skip some stuff about where I I live and my best friend's name. Um, And then I tell him my parents' name. And I say, now you know about me. How about you? Tell me about yourself. Write me back. Sincerely, Allie. I think what we really want to see is you and your friends recreating Child's Play. I don't know. (laughs) Thinking about this in fourth grade, like, do you... I don't... Can you imagine, like... Me as, so in 2008, I was 10, like a 10 year old going to my friends, hey, do you want to reenact Child's Play 3 with me? <laughs> like, so that just goes to show um, how long I've been a fan of Chucky. <laughs> I just thought it was funny and you guys might enjoy reading some of my fourth grade letters too. And like I said, I had 10 people to write letters to and three of the 10 were the directors of the Child's Play movies. We just wanted to display some of Allie's skeletons that, it was that she was hiding in her closet. So if anybody doesn't believe me, I'll send you pictures of this. <laughs> it's literally a printed hard copy book that says letters from a fourth grader and has my picture on it and everything. And three of these 10 letters are to these directors, followed by, like I said, letters to my my grandmother, my mom, my dad, my sister. But most importantly, the director, the director of the Child's Play. <laughs> Can you imagine my teacher reading this being like, is this kid okay? Like, <laughs> I got an A plus and I actually have a letter. Uh, let me read what my teacher said because I do have a little. Allie, great job. I enjoyed reading your letters and you decorated very well. A plus. So she must have liked my letters to those directors. Hopefully she knows who they were. <laughs> uh, um, Nikki, I'm going to let you talk about some of our speculation updates. Since last week, we obviously discussed in our episode two and episode three some legacy clues as well as the first version of the speculation map um there has been a little bit of minor updates since then but nothing too major yeah so legacy did give us a total of two more clues since then um he made those first ones a little too easy for us apparently and these next two have yet to be solved easy for some people i still could not have (laughs) solved them i wouldn't say i mean i don't think they were easy i think at this point people are just 
catching on to how to solve them but right. for some reason this one and i think also um i'll let you explain mm-hmm. what it's about but sometimes the clues that are about originals i don't think people dive too crazy into because they don't really know what to look for right whereas like when you look up a book and it says the last of us that kind of jumps out at you really well mm-hmm. but you really don't know if you solved an original or not because you don't know what the original is so right so the first clue which was posted earlier this week was a clue for an original they did not specify if it was for both coasts one coast none of that so we just know it's an original Mm -hmm. and then the second clue i believe was posted either early today or yesterday is for a hollywood original and again both have not yet to be solved and both are a bunch of numbers that no one seems to find a connection to yeah so if you know if you're good at solving these clues or um it is a bunch of numbers again i believe there's no flags so this time it's just the numbers which um, I think scared a lot of people away because we're like, okay, now what do we do? We have yeah. just the numbers. He did warn, or they did warn, that it was going to be harder than the first few clues. But if you think you can crack them, they are posted on our Twitter, again, at Haunt Girls Pod. if mm-hmm. you think you got what it takes to solve them, because we don't. Right. I am really hoping if this clue um, is solved sometime soon, that it's maybe one of those house locations that is on the spec map as an original that we don't quite have solved yet. Um, the ones that are just like a symbol or um, the Japanese lettering mm-hmm. house um, that might give us a clue. Um, the other originals, we had the Banshee, um, Devil Dogs, which is like a play off of Slaughter Cinema, like we talked about before. Um, but I'm, I just really hope that this clue kind of gives us direction on those things that really don't seem so clear on the spec map. So right. And we'll again, see. like Legacy is, has been known to be pretty accurate with their clues. So yep. I feel like if they do po- if these clues do lead to those houses that just have the symbol or another original then it's pretty um more likely to come i yeah. feel like especially if um when the speculation map and the legacy clues go hand in hand um those ones to me kind of stick at, out as oh there's a pretty good chance this is coming to the event whereas um sometimes things on the spec map are there just for fun and end up dropping off so um this might help us a little bit getting this clue solved so go ahead and so- if, if you're good at solving <laughs> these kinds of things go right ahead and solve them because we cannot mm-hmm. and then we're going to take a little trip over to hollywood where john murdy has been tweeting quite a bit recently mm-hmm. he did tweet that he is working on the last house treatment so treatments for the hhn hollywood houses are almost complete the scenic Woo-hoo. for the first house of hhn hollywood starts in four weeks which is them adding more of the details to the houses not mm-hmm. so much the construction and then the this is pretty cool the first swing of the hammer ceremony was on the 21st and that marks the official start of construction over at hollywood for hhn and then he also gave us John Murdy is so giving lately. <laughs> I know he's been throwing a lot of a lot of little hints and clues at us that I I can't keep up. I'm trying my best, but he gave we us, love to see it. So. Um, a th- a president themed hint for House Number One, and it is on Millard Fillmore, which is our thirteenth president. And he did explain that um, Fillmore was part of the Whig Party, which were known as the Know Nothing Party. So again, if you any yeah, you uh, give me a math or science clue, I'm on it. Any history, I I don't know where to start. Not a clue, frankly. Um, with these kinds of things, I would have to probably sit and research for a very long time. I've seen a little bit of hints here and there. Um, some people on Twitter have been suggesting, but again, I this really hasn't been confirmed or solved either. So these are just some clues that are out there that 
we had, you know, in all our free time from now until our first announcement or until we get another spec map that we can sit and think about until we have some more confirmation. Mm -hmm. And again, both clues from Legacy and John Murdy are posted on our Twitter at Hunt Girls Pod. If you think you could crack it, go ahead and take well, a look. No, we'd love to hear what you think. Even if you didn't crack it, we'd love to hear your thoughts about it. Yep. Alrighty, so for our main segment today, like we said earlier, we're going to be continuing our Ultimate Halloween Horror Nights event map where we go through different house locations. Um, we did decide in the future, it's worked out pretty well for our Sprung Tent locations because those have been consistently used for the past eight years. Some house locations were used for a while before but are no longer being used, like Shrek Theater, and um, some other locations have only had a handful of houses. So what we're going to do is just battle the most recent eight houses if they had them or the most recent however many if they only have four or five then we'll go through there so that way we do cover every single house location that there has been um at least within the past um maybe 10 years. i don't know we'll see as we go to each location how it goes we probably won't go back to like the first event no or but... like the first few because it's we can't review those houses we've we never seen footage. them we, yeah. we don't have pictures um I've heard the backstories of them and some things that have been seen at those events, but unfortunately, we don't know enough to to battle them out fairly. That would also mean that we will end up with more than 10 houses in this fantasy. More than 11. We'll yeah. have a good, a pretty good full map. So at the very end, once we finish this series, we will actually put these locations on a, a physical map and post the map Um just for what our winners are yeah. and if you're not following our twitter or instagram make sure you are but scarecrow the reaping did win our um sprung tent one. one yep we nikki and i both kind of tied and said i said uh what's it called scarecrow puppet theater, yeah. puppet theater and scarecrow i almost said wicked growth but it's not um, scarecrow the reaping and puppet theater we both disagreed on which one was the best so we put it on twitter and instagram and you guys voted for scarecrow the reaping which woo. not too surprising honestly no that's a fan favorite yeah. that that one's really tough to beat to be honest but we have a lot of fan favorites this time too though, yeah this week is looking pretty great i was really excited um i'm gonna go through the list quick so we are gonna go like we said from halloween horror nights 24 to halloween horror nights 31 from 24 sprung tent to we have halloween which is based on the original the very first movie um 25 we had insidious which was an insidious house that was all by itself, not a Blumhouse mashup. Mm -hmm. This is the first time we saw Insidious. But it's the first three chapters of Insidious. So those Correct. first three movies. Yep. For 26, we did see Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was also um, something that we did see come back later on. But I think this was the first time we saw it was in 26. Um, 27, we have The Hive. And um, we'll get into that one a little bit later. <laughs> but 28, we had, uh, where is it? Slaughter Cinema. Oh, yeah. Can't forget that one. Slaughter Cinema, that was a big fan favorite, too. Uh, 29, we had Depths of Fear. 30, we had Wicked Growth, Realm of the Pumpkin Lord. Where we first meet Little Boo and the Pumpkin Lord. Yes. And for 31, we had Bugs Eaten Alive. So um, what we do for this series is we do the most recent house battles, the oldest house, and kind of break the brackets down that way. So for our very first battle, we have 31 versus 24. So we have Bugs Eaten Alive versus Halloween. We are going to read the house descriptions for both of these just because um, some people may not have gone through them and we just want to, you know, kind of reiterate what these houses are about in case you haven't seen them. Right. So the first one we're going to cover is Bugs Eaten Alive, 
And the description for the house is, while touring a 1950s home of the future, guests will be swarmed by the herds of revolting insects after a pest control system failure unleashes them. Many legged horrors growing, mutating, and laying eggs in human hosts will warm their way into the depths, deepest fears. Those who dare enter will be dropping like flies mm-hmm. and bugs eaten alive. Alrighty, and then the description for Halloween. This was all the way back at HHN 24 in 2014. The description is very short. Just says, following Michael Myers' footsteps as he begins his historic night of horror, John Carpenter's classic original film comes to life, just as yours is coming to an end. So uh, what are your first thoughts, Nikki, on these two houses? Oof. I just think... Again, these are totally different. Um, we have Bugsine Alive, which, if you guys remember Bugsine Alive, it was very much campy. It was very mm-hmm. much comedy horror. Not so much seriousness going on in that house. Right. So, originally, I feel like when Bugs Eaten Alive was first announced, it was super hyped. Like, we had... Um, we had heard that it was so crazy of a house that a lot of people couldn't finish it. So I'm sitting here like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get swarmed by bugs. I'm going right. to, it's going to be dark. It's going to be scary. You're going to hear bugs in your ears. You're going to do, you're going to be running through rooms full of bugs. There's thousands Not of bugs. Not being able to make it out. But yeah. I feel like once I went through it, I loved it. It was such a fun house. Um, it was like Nikki said, very campy. And there was a lot of unique takes on using bugs. And also the theming was kind of like old fashioned, like just 50s, kind of just yeah. fun, right? But Halloween, the vibe that that house gave this house, I believe for 24, one house of the year or tied for house of the year. I don't remember. I know it was up there. So it either won it or tied. The facade of the Myers house. When Love to see the, it. Oh my God. And with the projections on the window of kills happening inside the house. Yes. Okay. I remember being so, terrified out of my socks, basically. <laughs> disclaimer, I remember waiting in this line. And maybe it's because we were younger when we went to this event. So maybe it was a little bit more scary to us. But this house, um, Michael Myers is my favorite, like, kind of classic. Class, yeah, classic horror um, I have so many Michael Myers shirts. I I don't know what to do right with. Now. I love them. Um, I get so sad when people are like, oh, we don't want to see. I mean, okay, I also don't want to see any more Michael at Halloween Horror Nights, but mm-hmm. I absolutely love the Halloween movie. But I remember waiting in line for this house and looking at the facade, and they had the projections in the window, and it just felt like how you felt on a kid walking around on Halloween trick-or-treating, like that dark kind of Halloween feel. Right. Like you felt like you were really... Like you basically like you were walking into the movie mm-hmm. and I feel like the movie gives that feel really well. And then even when you walk through this house, they did a really good job of adapting the movie into a house, oh, but, but also putting scares in it. Right. It wasn't given the book report treatment it was more of a we're gonna be true to the movies we're also gonna scare the shit out of you (laughs) and like i said people like me who absolutely love michael myers it was really awesome to walk through this house for the first time at halloween horror nights and see the be in the myers house you're walking through the house you're in the kitchen um you're in the garage where the car is you're walking outside you know in between houses it's like you felt like you were in the movie Mm -hmm. but i do know I feel like when I went through it at 31, I didn't love that one as much. I maybe right. I don't know if it's because this was the first one. I just think this house was done a little bit better than it was at 31. I and, honestly yeah. feel like we're just very saturated with Michael. Michael just seems to always yeah. be coming like every other year. Almost. But you have to admit, every time he has a house, it has a very long wait. 
and people are excited to because see it. Because the Michael people love Michael, and I totally understand. I love Michael too. He's my favorite mm-hmm. slasher, but it's just constantly. How many times can we be scared with a man coming out with a knife? And and the audio that's like the yeah. But I like that feel. But then again, when I went into Bugs Eaten Alive, I really liked the campy feel of that house too. Oh, I love the camp. Some of my favorite characters were in there. Jump. I'm going to give a shout out to Jumbo Grub and everybody else in that house, but especially Jumbo Grub. I would dance every time I saw Jumbo Grub. I feel bad for the giant cockroach scare actor because I would just laugh in their face each time. No, it was it was kind of funny, but you know, I think from what I was expecting from Bug House versus what I got, I think if I would have anticipated it to be a more fun campy house, I I would have had a better like run through it when I went through the first time. But I was expecting this really scary house and. You know, the facade was good, but I, I liked the Halloween facade better. And I think um, Bugs kind of shot themselves in the foot with all this um, promotional stuff saying that it's going to be so scary because you're expecting that scare. You're expecting to be terrified. Right. Universal was saying people were not able to finish the house. So that's what I'm expecting. But, you know, it really depends on how you feel about Bugs. I have a sister-in-law um, I want to give a shout out to that she is terrified absolutely terrified of cockroaches and bugs and if she sees one she's jumping running away like absolutely terrified so she has not come to halloween horror nights with us but i told her i was like they have a bug house Mm -hmm. and she she's the kind of person that would have been absolutely terrified in that house so i mean it depends but i do feel like the with the colors they used and the the kind of sounds and the music it was more of a like a a camp yeah. kind of comical take on it i do want to say that one hallway that super dark black hallway where you just hear the sounds was a bit oh, yeah. nerve-wracking because you don't, i liked like that one yeah i know nothing was in there with me but just the sounds i felt like they were crawling i really on me. liked when you first walked in you had like the showroom and how quick that it wasn't really a scare um it was like it was just a scene yeah, yeah. it was it was nice and there was like a little infomercial and then all of a sudden the the machine starts what was it exterminator starts yeah. smoking the alarms start <laughs> and then going the alarms off. go off and then um she screams and then the lights go off and then all of a sudden it goes right back i really loved that and uh, that props to that scare actor because that's a lot to have to constantly reset and do that scene again and again mm-hmm. and you're you're not a boohoo or anything you're out there so whatever you're doing the guests are seeing and she exactly. was able to stay in character very well so that's awesome but if we talk about in the halloween house that one room at the very end which was we actually saw this in the 31 adaptation as well it's the room with all the michaels and the mirrors and it's dark and the lights are flashing and a few of them are real or few are not we saw that in a couple we've seen that scare quite a few times in other houses as well but that's one of my favorite scares so to look at the two i <laughs> I don't know. I love them both for different reasons, but the first Halloween house is one of my favorite houses ever. So I think I'm going to have to give it to Halloween. And I'm so sorry because so many people love Bug House, but I just really think that this Halloween house beats every other Halloween house that we've seen oh, at the Oh, definitely. Event. I agree with you there. This is my favorite Halloween and, house. And yeah. And in, in this Halloween house, we did have um, some masks from Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Yeah, I did like those Easter eggs also. I remember seeing those when going through. Mm-hmm. Um I, back then, I wasn't too much into Halloween, Halloween. and Michael. <laughs> so I was like, oh, those are interesting. But then seeing those Season mm-hmm. of the Witch movie after that, I mean, I was like, oh, that Easter egg was in the house was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it was similar to what we had this past year. But I just... I, it this was one had a, so good. It was just a different vibe, I feel like. It was... Yeah, there was inside sets. There was outside sets. And this year, they put the Myers house in the actual house further right. down but I, cool, I really liked but... entering the house from the outside and seeing the projections of um people michael in the windows killing 
and it was just it was a nice introduction to the house and then you walk into the tent and you're right in the Myers house right so and then we also had some outdoor sets in both houses and everyone knows outdoor sets are my favorite when they put outside things inside so yeah. I'm gonna give it to Halloween for that one I have to agree with you I think Halloween takes the cake with this one all right do you want to do our next two sure so with Halloween taking that round, our next two is going to be Wicked Growth from Halloween Horror Nights 30 and Insidious from 25. Alrighty, so we're going to read our quick descriptions. Um, do you want to do Wicked Growth? Sure. So I love my little babies. <laughs> <laughs> An evil rot has taken root in the land. It's time once again for this, the rise of the pumpkin lord who grows Halloween like a malignant vine. His minions are secure are scouring yeah i cannot read that scouring (laughs) scouring the countryside and collecting unwilling sacrifices in order to summon the pumpkin lord Alrighty, and then for insidious 25 um the descriptions i feel like for the older houses are so short compared to the newer ones but um for insidious 25 it says enter the further and travel through all three parts of the insidious saga den's den scenes of i can (laughs) we're not very good at this um of the afterlife try to find their way back into the world using the living to guide them the house isn't haunted we are so i mean we could sit here to be honest and talk about wicked growth all day long and i think almost any anybody can (laughs) so if you're not familiar with wicked growth this is the first time we're introduced to little boo and the pumpkin lord which are the big characters from this past year that's where they took root right (laughs) and little blue little blue little Little boo Boo just really blew up on social on social media Mm -hmm. when that um during age yeah. 31 like That's he kind was of where he came from to everywhere. be honest everywhere and it was it was really fun that year because he was it was more of like a, only the ultimate fans knew about little boo if that makes sense it felt like well it kind of got big on twitter and people were posting pictures of him and stuff um right. but then eventually we saw him they i think they had to move him because people kept touching him and he was really yeah. close to us and then he got moved a little bit but he was still there and then we him. saw him all last year all at 31 right but other than little boo i mean when you walk into this house it's like obviously all of us love halloween and that's why we're here we i say this all the time but nobody who goes to halloween horror nights hates halloween we all love halloween Hopefully not no i mean it, they go hand in hand halloween haunted houses haunt events all of that so when we got a house that was essentially like everything you love about halloween but thrown into a house we loved it and they did it so well right the aesthetics in this house was just it was classic halloween and it's everything as a halloween lover you'd want to see the colors the character design everything was fantastic in this house for Mm -hmm. me at least um when you walk in i mean there's there's corn and there's the house you're walking into and there's people who get you a lot of the things i remember about this house is this there was a couple scares that jumped out behind they were essentially like bungee kind of fences and walls right like that they could pull apart and jump out at you after but a lot of times like i don't think i've seen that before at least not at halloween horror nights it it probably was somewhere but i didn't think about it because they have people running behind fences all the time and i'm looking at these these scare actors (laughs) and all of a sudden they just part the entire fence and they're in my face right you're absolutely not expecting it because you thought it was more of a wooden fence there was so many 
pumpkins in the house and then we go into like the graveyard it was oh almost like gosh. and then we had the skeleton guy the grim reaper looking. come out of which i just want to say opening night ali and i it was a conga line going through that house on opening night that year mm. and we were kind of a conga line situation and we were stuck in front of that boo hole where the grim reaper kind of comes, comes out, out and, and does he, like a he hole. puts his arms up yeah. and it's there's some and like kind of like it sounds like organ music. Ali and not Ali and I were like doing a whole like praise be like we were just, just standing there cheering them on because yeah. we 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 were stuck <laughs> we we weren't moving and we were just hanging out with them so um but we had a really great time and then you keep going you see the pumpkin lord eventually mm-hmm. and we have also the the witch the cauldron the spell book oh the witch's scene was just amazing we had beast baby in there too mm-hmm. so a little Easter egg I mean in there. overall wicked growth we don't have to go on and on about it everybody loved it it was such a great house even just the details the halloween feel everything about it we just absolutely loved it and we saw the pumpkin lord the idea of it you're like in this like underground Mm -hmm. i believe at one point you go underground like that you're in like a pumpkin yeah so if you there's one part i remember because i i did the unmasking tour for this one that you walk in and he our tour guide pointed this out to us if you look up there's pumpkins so it's supposed to symbolize that you're going underground right which would make sense because he is growing halloween he's Mm -hmm. bringing it up to the surface right but to be fair so looking at insidious from 25 I actually really, really liked this house. Mm-hmm. And this was close to around when Insidious, the Insidious Saga was very big. In this one, like Nikki said earlier, it includes uh, chapter one, chapter two, and chapter three, mm-hmm. all of which include all of these different, I don't know if you want to call them demons or ghosts, spirits. Spirits. I think the one is a is a demon. The yeah. Demon I remember the going in this demon. room. So in the Insidious movies... There's a part where um, they have like a kind of like a psychic that can see into the further and can see these demons and spirits. And they have her come to the house to see what's wrong with Dalton, the son. And one of the things they do is they set up these cameras that flash and take a picture when a spirit is nearby. And at one point in the movie, the cameras are going crazy and just flashing. And I remember in this house, one of the effects that they used really, really well was the flashing of the camera. Right. Like like you were surrounded by these demons. And they also used it to their advantage to kind of blind you a little bit with like a strobe. It was the and then have effect, have yeah. the, the people jump out at you. Like the red face demon. Oh, he scared me in the movie. So seeing him in person was like terrifying and then we also saw the bride in black which was parker crane mm-hmm. that's the backstory to these demons is really good as well i really enjoyed um that part of the storyline of the movie see, um, parker crane's mom i think mm-hmm. yeah. yep so she's in there and she's she's the one that screams don't you dare and, um that was a good scare <laughs> that's something i remember but i just feel like in this house they did such a good job of tying in all three movies you also have the guy that can't breathe and he's like gasping and he's like trying like in your face that was just and then at the very end of the house i remember all three of these coming together in one room and they're all coming after you so overall this house i mean we did see insidious a little bit later in a blumhouse house um that wasn't as great as this time but this was the best insidious house Mm-hmm. I've ever seen. I had to watch the video run-throughs of these of this house because it's one of the years that I missed, mm-hmm. and just from the video alone, I could tell um, that this had a very creepy and um, 
very well it's a haunted movie obviously mm-hmm. but the vibes in this house was it was scary terrifying it I, seems yeah yeah i went out and bought all of the insidious movies but i mean when you unfortunately when you put it against wicked growth i mean i think we would get beat up if we put insidious ahead of wicked growth but i mean this to me if you miss this house take some time and do some research look into it it was a really good one it's a sad one to miss but yeah i would really love to see them do something like this and it, like i said it wasn't the one where it was the blumhouse mashup so right. it got its own house it was the, the same feel you're going into the further you're seeing all of these other people in the further as well that we saw in the movies that are just come, and it's creepy it was such an eerie creepy feeling and if you do remember um insidious is rumored to be coming back this year to hhn yes. at blumhouse with megan insidious five which we're still waiting for a trailer on so um (laughs) once we get that we can maybe talk some more about that but i'm excited to see it come back like i said they did a really great job with it in 25 um when we saw it in the blumhouse mashup in 27 i think the fact that they had three houses in one is kind of what took away from it like i think two is a good a good amount i think three is too many but we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see this with Megan. But picking between the two, what do you think? Wicked Growth? Oh, or I have insidious? to give it to Wicked Growth. Yeah, Sorry. that one's, that one's <laughs> obviously a little bit. Yeah. Just the scenes and it's classic. You can't fight with the classic. Right. Alrighty. So for our next two, we are going over <laughs> to 29 and 26. From 29, we had Depths of Fear. And from 26, we had Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Do you want to take Depths? Sure. So, Depths of Fear's description was, A mining corp built an installation in deep waters infested with something monstrous. There is no escape from your watery grave. Alrighty, and that was from HHN 29. Mm -hmm. From HHN 26, we have Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which just says... Experience every scene, every kill, every bone-chilling rev of the chainsaw from the original masterpiece. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's... I mean, that's basically that's point blank exactly <laughs> what it was. So, um, which one do you want to start with? Depths of Fear? Or? Um, I guess we could start with the earliest one. Texas yeah, Chainsaw. let's start with Texas yeah. Chainsaw. I do want to ask you, Ellie, because you did experience this house. I had I to watch the video house. walkthrough. Did it have the same smell? No. From HHN 30? Absolutely not. Okay. No. So, out of, again, here we are comparing a house that did come back in a later year, um, kind of like we saw with Halloween, uh, but we had Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and when this house was done over at Sprung Tent 2, the facade was the actual house mm-hmm. from the movie Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it was pretty identical. We got to do the unmasking tour for this one as well, and um, they even let us take a picture on the porch, which was probably my favorite picture ever, one of my favorite unmasking pictures, because that's something, if you go to the event, regu- like a regular admission at night, you can't just run up and stand on the porch. <laughs> Absolutely not. Please do not get out of line to take pictures. But going through this house, I really loved the Texas Chainsaw movies as well there's kind of been some further adaptations of them Mm -hmm. remakes by multiple other people but this was based on the very first original film right so you see leatherface and his whole family Mm -hmm. you see them all in the house um something i remember the most is the way that they did the door and i really don't want to keep comparing it to these older houses (laughs) to the newer ones but the way that they did the metal door scene in this house mm-hmm. is still to this day something I remember like very well. When you walk through that house, the way that they had the scare set up was they had, it was essentially like a victim running out behind this door. And then you see this big six foot something leather face coming out of, out of this door after him with a hammer. And then he hits the, the guy on the head with the hammer 
drags him back into the door and then slams this massive metal door in your face and that was like that was one of the very first scenes so when you get that and then you keep going and you see the girl on the meat hook you know this this was a perfect adaptation of this movie yeah and again like i had to see the video walkthrough for this house and just the i saw was able to see that one scene you were describing the metal door scene mm-hmm. and that just looked top tier i wish they would have brought that back and and his fam i mean we saw grandpa uh we saw everybody throughout this house and they just did a really good job of bringing this putting you in the movie but not making it feel like a book report and giving you these scares i mean there was leatherface everywhere we saw franklin in his wheelchair <laughs> we saw leatherface popping out everywhere right. i of mean of course it's very leatherface heavy because he is like the biggest scare in the movie mm-hmm. but you do see the rest but of the, the family. family the family too does some attacking and killing i mean there it's just a very deranged family. I mean, of course, Leatherface himself, but everybody else too is kind of coming after you in this house. Mm -hmm. And you really feel like you're in that old throwback slasher movie and you're trying to escape this house. Kind of like the feel that we got from the Halloween house, which was the uh, two years before this in the same location. And I do want to say that last scene that you see, I forgot her name, but our final girl from Texas Chainsaw, you see her jumping through the window and Leatherface chasing out which i thought was very well executed mm-hmm. for being inside a house obviously she's not jumping out of a real window yeah but it looked very realistic and true to the film mm-hmm. which i really did and like. this one also um when you're on your way out of the house they had the at the very end of the house they continued outside of the sprung tent just for a little bit and they did have leather faces outside kind of mm-hmm. like kind of like you jumped out the window and you were running away and he was still chasing you right and they also had one at the very very end that just got everybody like the second you let your guard down it's up again so i just remember loving this house and i love this house so much that it kind of made Texas Chainsaw the movie go up on like my list of favorite horror movies because going through the house I just had such a great experience that I was like oh this just it feels like <laughs> the movie feels like the house and right. I don't know uh, what other way to describe that but they just did I it don't was, know again just like the Halloween house it was a good not a book report but true to the film with the scares exactly now depths of fear we had at 29 the idea behind this was kind of like an underground it was was an underwater mining company and they had Mm -hmm. they seem to have there's like these monsters they're called mouth brooders and they basically look like kind of like fish like i was calling piranhas oh (laughs) they were like tall but they they were very big so don't think they're just like fish attacking Mm -hmm. you they are kind of like mutants so they you know had arms and legs and a very very large tall fish head right but the issue with this costuming even though it's very beautiful very well not beautiful but you know well done um was the fact that it was it was hard to wear it wasn't great for the scare actors so the the progression of this house was at opening lots of mouth brooders they're going after there's a little bit of victims but it was mostly mouth brooders mm-hmm. towards the middle of the event or it got switched it got switched this over house... to very much heavy victims and yes. not so much mouth brooders so this house i'll be honest i think i went through it not very many times um i saw it the first time and i was like oh it's, it's pretty good um but like i said when we come from tampa sometimes we'll get the express pass from now on but when we only have time to hit three four maybe five houses unfortunately this one just didn't really make our cut a whole lot and i remember at one point i went through this house because there was a five minute wait and i was like shoot 
five minutes i'm right here why not and um i walked up to this house and there was an attendant so the house was open but there was no one in line absolutely no one and when i walked through the house i didn't see i probably hit it at a bad time where they were switching or something but there was nobody no not a single scare actor yeah and i was like well so then i got to look at the sets which was nice but i mean even the sets were kind of just like this underground like there was there was small water features like you did see water running and stuff um but i really didn't feel like there was anything in this house that i remember that really sticks out to me that makes me feel like i liked about it i mean the only most of the things that i remember from this house is them changing it to mostly victims instead of mouth brooders and then them also taking the dog out that's pretty much what i remember from this house i originally really loved this house um at opening and early in the event because i i love the concept of these mutant fish coming after you and the victims they weren't just like bloody victims they also had like a little bit of mutations going on they're kind of like infected too so they had like the barnacles on their faces and all that i believe if i'm remembering that correctly yes they kind of looked like they had like almost like right. algae and stuff growing so out of their i body. loved the story and i loved the sets i think the sets are very well done and i feel really bad that this house became victim to um a costuming issue essentially yeah. and a wardrobe malfunction um this also had a huge controversy because at the beginning of the event they had a dog that was severed in half because the door closed on him Mm -hmm. and it was obviously not a real dog a fake dog a little prop but he was there he was bloody and they also had the whimpering little sound effects going and yeah enough people complained about it that eventually they took away the whimpering and then eventually took away the entire dog. but in a house i'll tell you what i did see the dog in this house and i heard it but i mean i did have previous knowledge that it was going to be there because i had heard that it was there because it was such a big deal for everybody i don't i don't know why and when i saw it in the house i said that's really it that's all that's what people it was kind of off to the side i feel like i wouldn't have really noticed it if i wouldn't have been looking for it and i mean but you know what if they take it out i don't think it really changed the effect of this house it didn't like make or break it if it was like a big scare and they took it out then i that would really suck but prop but but i mean it doesn't really add to the story so they can take it out i don't really care i mean it's hard to put that barrier of oh this isn't real when it comes to animals i feel like but when it comes to humans but again i didn't really mind seeing it in the house so other than that um is there anything else you remember about depths of fear that really sticks out to you i just Um, remember the costumes and i would really love to see a house with a similar idea like with aliens or some kind of underwater thing where they have like a lab and they're trying to escape but it just didn't work with these I think what happened is the people who were coming after you in this house weren't really scary to a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I didn't really get this one. So if we had to pick between Texas Chainsaw and Depths of Fear, I'm going to pick Texas Chainsaw. This was my favorite iteration of this house so far. I'd be happy, honestly, to see it come back again in the very far future, not anytime soon. Um, But I think the break between 26 and um, 30, was it 30 we had it? 30. So I feel like that's a four-year gap is pretty good. Yeah. I have to go with Texas Chainsaw also. If Depths of Fear, if they didn't have that costume situation, they probably would have taken it. But I think I think Universal's probably gotten better with testing I, out their costumes I just, and masks prior I liked, to the event. Yeah, so I, liked, I liked the sets much better on Texas Chainsaw, but that's because I'm a huge fan of the movie. So might be a little bit biased there. And our last bracket, at least for now, is going to be 27 the hive versus 28 slaughter cinema so slaughter i mean we can all talk about slaughter cinema again (laughs) all day long this was a fan favorite slaughter cinema the facade was like a drive-in theater oh i love and we had cars and we had a big screen 
and we were all very excited for this house once we heard it was announced because we were like oh that's gonna be so fun we all love horror movies even the ones that are kind of campy and this is a house based on multiple campy halloween horror night or like horror movies but kind of made up um do you want do you want me to read it or do you want to read this one i can take it it's a little longer um It's showtime at the local drive-in where you don't catch a movie, the movie catches you. Fear flickers on the screen, filling you with a mixture of dread and delight. Sorority sisters make a monstrous offering. Werewolf bikers go on the hunt. More than jack-o'-lanterns are covered in at a gut-strewn pumpkin patch. Bloodthirsty children come out to play at a deranged kids arcade. As each 80s B-movie screams for lo- to life, you'll shrink with terror as you try to avoid alien cannibals, a murderous barber, murderous barber and a ravenous swamp yeti. When the credits roll, heads roll. So this house, um, you go through multiple, and these they, Halloween Horror Nights, the creative team made up all of these different movie scenes. So every room that you went into was themed around a different campy kind of horror movie. We had the, we had Attack of the Beast Baby, which was kind of like these demonic worshipers worshiping these beast babies or cult of the beast baby. We also had, I liked Shitty's Kids. That was, it was kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese kind of Mm -hmm. room, but it was like with these demented kids that were attacking you. Uh, we had Devil Dogs, which we might be seeing at 32. We'll yep. see. Um, a couple other ones that were just really good. And walking through this house, I can almost tell you every scene that we went through. And that's how great they were. And I really enjoyed it. And I did this house a lot. I ran mm. this house probably every every night I went. Yep. And I think to this day, it's it's one of my favorite houses. I really don't have anything to complain about yeah. when it comes to Slaughter Cinema. I love 80s horror, and this house just screams it. All these B-listed mm-hmm. movies, basically. Um, I loved going through Sorority Sacrifice the first time, because at the time, um, both me and Allie were in a sorority. Yeah, so... <laughs> and it was just, it like... It was kind of funny. It was really funny. I was like, oh, we can relate to this. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> so it was just fun to see that. And again, like, all these different um, storylines... Well, not storylines, but just stories that these creators... That they made, made up. up. And, yeah. and they were all fun. They were all so different. Yeah. I mean, even if we got... Now, the only thing... And this is more of a complaint for 32. Mm-hmm. If we get... What's it? The dog devil dogs. devil dogs if we get that over all of these other yeah. ones i'll be kind of like there's so many other things that they could do i mean devil dogs was still like we said werewolf bikers and the scene was like a bar scene right. but i mean even if we got like a i don't know barber chop that was i i they probably couldn't do a whole house on barber chop but. so there is a little rumor going around that the devil dog spot was meant to throw us off and it might be a slaughter cinema too Oh, sequel. I would like to see that. I would love, I would to, love see to see that over Devil Dogs. And yep. to be honest, if I had to look at the spec map that we have now and I had to hope one was going to drop off, I think it would be Devil Dogs. And yeah. it's really kind of crazy to say that because I love Slaughter Cinema, mm-hmm. but I like that they were all together. I don't know. Having... I think a few of these could do well on their own if they extended the story. I just, again, we don't mm-hmm. know because we don't know what their plans are with this house. So maybe they are able to, if this is what's coming, maybe they were able to extend mm-hmm. the storyline for Devil Dogs very well, but. You never know. And we also got those iconic posters for each movie. Oh my which gosh. I kind of, I, I want to yeah. collect them all, but we just had some really awesome scenes in this house. It You felt like you were going into these movies. Like mm-hmm. you were literally at a drive-in theater, almost walking into the screen. The costuming in these houses 
or these rooms, they were all so different. Yeah. And I mean, even like I said, when we went into the room that was Shitty's Kids, that was kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese. It was hilarious. It really felt like you were in like this arcade kind of kids place but it was at night and it was dark and they had kind of like the neon lights on it was just a really they did such a good job in each room doing something different but also doing it like in the best way possible yeah and i'm if i'm remembering this right um one of the kids in the 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 shitties kids and the shitties kids was dressed like a little princess too i thought that was so cute yeah but overall a lot of people (laughs) love this house um we look at the next one we said the hive i'll read the description for that one really quick um the hive is let me see. The the crumbling house on 19 Hemingway Lane harbors a nest of bloodthirsty vampires. If you awaken them, you will face a savage, bestial hunger. Right. So I'll tell you the hive. I believe it was rumored that the conjuring was supposed to come and there was something going on with Warner Brothers and it, it got pulled or it didn't work out. Right. So I believe the hive was a last minute replacement and that's kind of why we're walking through this house and and they just put vampires in there so this house might not be the best fair to judge if it was a last minute pool um i can kind of get why some of these things why they did what they did but looking at the facade for this one it was just a block with it was it was just the picture and i feel like out of all the sprung tent houses we've seen like this is i don't know it's it's pretty boring it's just like a screened in little box and it it's, says yeah it almost looks like the front of like a vhs right tape like a like a, Which maybe a movie that was meant to be the conjuring vhs i don't know tape, maybe well i i think if the conjuring was supposed to come they probably had a different facade idea right. and then this was last minute and this was Which what we i could, could put definitely together. See, i could totally see that happening yeah, looking at the house run through it was meant to be something else. I could mm-hmm. have definitely believed that. So when you walk through this house, essentially it is a man, like a house mansion. Oh, it's not really a mansion. It wasn't that, that big, but you're essentially going through this house that's infested by vampires and, and they're, they're not, in the wall. They're on the ceiling. They're everywhere. Right. And these were not twilight vampires. These were more Nasaratu. Yeah. Vampires. So, like, so like older vampires. And I just, you know, going through this house, it was it was fun. It was scary. They did have some good jump scares. Um, but most of the scares, it was just because it was dark and it was in this house. I mean, you did have at the end, like, the glowing eyes, which was cool. Right. And we did see a little bit of that um, this past year in Hellblock Horror. We did see a little bit of a nod to the hive. And the hive was good, but, you know, just putting it up against Slaughter Cinema. They were also in um, Scary Ohio. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's another... Well, Cary, Ohio story, backstory of some people who live there or stories that take place there in the Halloween Horror Nights kind of lore. But the Hive, I feel like this house didn't usually have a very long wait. It was a kind of a quick run um, if you had time to do it. But this house was just essentially vampires in a house jumping out at you. And there was small ones. There was really big ones. There was like all all kinds of vampires. But that's kind of all it was, was Mm -hmm. just vampires in a house and you're in the attic and you're in this room and, and the house here. is kind of falling apart around you so it has very much of that decaying look to it right like they're in the wall they're like ripping this house apart kind of literally like taking over it from the inside out but and it was very dark so but i mean putting it against slaughter cinema to me slaughter cinema is the clear winner here yeah i, I feel like camp over here slaughter all cinema. right shitty's kids takes the win all righty look at these four that we have left here Alrighty, so now we're down to our final four mm-hmm. that we'll probably go through pretty quick because we just spent a lot of time talking about right. all of these in depth. 
So we have Halloween versus Wicked Growth. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, and, and here I am. Like, Michael Myers is my guy. I love this movie. I love how they did this house. But Wicked Growth just felt so... Di- it felt like Halloween. And yeah. He grew Halloween. Okay. He grows <laughs> Halloween. So to me, Wicked Growth, I mean, the facade on Halloween was good. The facade on Wicked Growth was better. Yep. All the pumpkins. You walked in. The opening scene for Halloween was good. The opening scene for Wicked Growth was better. better. We had corn. <laughs> the scares in Halloween, he jumped out of places we knew, like the closet in the in the kitchen. I mean, right. we kind of knew where Michael Myers was coming from. Wicked but in Growth, Wicked we Growth, didn't. we didn't know where they were coming from. Every room was totally different. You got a different sense of Halloween in each room. And I feel like they just checked all the boxes for Hall- for Wicked Growth. That yeah. feels like Halloween. But the Halloween house didn't feel as much like Halloween as Wicked Growth did. So, <laughs> and like the again, like Wicked Growth wasn't original. It wasn't based off of an IP or anything. But the costume design, the character design, so the good. story, it was just we so saw good. pumpkins that had like teeth kind of coming out of them. All the different we had carved witch, pumpkins. We were had amazing. the witch. We had the skeletons. We had. All, like the, every kind of Halloween character you can probably the think bridge of. bridge over the water. Oh, can we? Oh my gosh. How did we not talk about that? You go over and it's a lot like Headless Horseman, but it we can't really say that. It, it technically was not. <laughs> it not was a wooded Horseman. bridge and you're basically going, going over, over the this bridge. And but there's looks, no real water, But it looks, but... the effect that they had, it looked like you were walking over and you could see the water. And again, and, this is a tent house that they did this in. Yeah. So I, I'm going to give this one to Wicked Growth. I think yeah. a lot of people would agree as well. We loved Halloween 2014, but Wicked Growth was so big that we even had the Pumpkin Lord come back last year yeah. and Lil Boo as our 31 um, Everyday is Halloween. Everywhere. So I'm I'm gonna have to go with Wicked Growth. Yep, Wicked Growth for this one. Alrighty. So for our other side of the bracket, we have 26 Texas Chainsaw Massacre versus 28 Slaughter Cinema. Oh. <sighs> I think mm, mm. these houses. It's tough because they're very different, and the scares. If you're talking just about scares, I think Texas Chainsaw wins it. But when it comes to, I don't know, these originals, I just really love the story that they make out of them. Yeah. I feel like since the creative people are able to, like, totally take this and run with it and not mm-hmm. have to follow so much of a storyline, they really do run with it. And they do such a great job in doing that. And it that. was so different. Every room was just so different where, again, kind of like we said in Halloween and Texas Chainsaw, the first couple scares is Leatherface. And then you do get some other scares of people, the family and stuff. And then... You get Leatherface again and again, and you kind of know where he's going to come from. But Slaughter Cinema, you walk in there and you're like, where am I? Who's scaring me? What movie is what this? What movie is this? What is it about? There's just so much to learn and so much oh to look gosh. at. And, I mean, there was good scares in that too. So if we're talking about an ultimate Halloween Horror Nights event map, I think we have to do Slaughter Cinema. Yeah, I have to agree there. Like With Slaughter Cinema, it was camp like bugs but you still got terrified yeah there were still such good scares but i did like this better than bugs because bugs was bugs the entire house this was different but then again they pulled it off really well because we got something different when we got welcome to scary in every almost every room and that one i feel like slaughter cinema was still better so it's just everything was so different but it tied together with that one storyline of a cinema like you're at a drive-in movie old drive-in movie with these 80s b-list movies yep exactly so i'm gonna give it to slaughter cinema yep (laughs) all right here we are here we are again (laughs) 
So in our final two, Ooh, we got Wicked Grow. We always end up doing this. Slaughter it's always Cinema. like my two. F- I mean, I guess that's how it's supposed to go. The yeah. two best ones are saved for the end. But how do you pick them? Can we have both? Can we do another Swing Ten Two Point Our way of picking them is we take it to Twitter as a Twitter yeah, poll. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to because. <laughs> I can't be the one that says, oh, Wicked Growth beats Slaughter Cinema, because I like them both for different ways, but I am really curious to see what you guys think. If you think Wicked Growth was, deserves to be on the ultimate map over Slaughter Cinema. I mean, also to think we had, um, Scarecrow the Reaping win last week, so that would put Wicked Growth right next to Scarecrow the Reaping, which I think would be awesome, but we might want something a little different and say, oh, no, it'd be nice to have, if we already have Scarecrow, then we kind of don't need Wicked Growth, but... So if you're not following us on Twitter yet, make sure you are, again, at Honk Girls Pod. We will be posting the poll for Wicked Growth versus Slaughter Cinema, so make sure you keep an eye out for that. Yeah, go ahead and vote. We will post eventually, uh, before our next episode, we will post our winner just so that we can announce it on our next episode and on Twitter, so keep an eye out for that. And um, we will be back next week. Yeah. Alrighty, um, thanks for listening once again. This is Allie. I'm Nikki. And thanks for listening to the Hunt Girls. Bye. Bye.